This week on I Watch This As An Adult, I review the 1984 action comedy Beverly Hills Cop. Hey, Jen. So good to see you. I love that you never make any effort at all. What are you doing here? This is my friend's very real wedding. You can't pull your crap here. Oh, okay, well, I see the chit-chat is over. The answer to your extremely rude question is that I happen to be dating a friend of the groom, and he invited me. Titania. Hey, girl, hey. You made it. You're so busy, though. You have, like, 5,000 businesses. I do. <laughs> what? No, no, she has weaseled her way into this wedding to mess with me. That is so obvious. Why does nobody else see that? Okay, you're being very loud. <laughs> Jen. I hear you again. I do. But you sound insane right now. (laughs) Like, Titania wouldn't just show up to my wedding, you know, try and kill you or something. I don't know. I'm literally just here to celebrate the love of Lulu and her groom. That's all, okay? All right, welcome back. Let's get into it. Let's talk about this She-Hulk season finale, I guess it is. I guess it's a season finale. Because uh, one of the other shows got a... I think it's Loki. Loki's going to get a season two. Um, I guess She-Hulk is getting a season two, I guess. But um, anyway, let's talk about this. Uh, first off, I want to say I enjoyed this show as a whole. I really did. As a whole, I enjoyed the fuck out of this show. This is like one of the this is like one of the better uh Marvel shows, I think. Um uh, I wanna say probably maybe the other shows I enjoyed the most, like was like I was just like, eh, there's not there's there's not a lot bad about this is WandaVision and uh Captain not Captain America. I'm about to say Captain America, but uh, 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 Falcon, Falcon in the Winter. He's Captain America now, but uh, Falcon in the Winter Soldier. Like those are the only. Those are the only other two. Like out of all the Marvel shows, those are the only other Marvel shows. I was like, I enjoyed most of it. You know, like there was like, there was like, you know, maybe a couple of episodes where I was like, eh, didn't really enjoy that very much on both on both um series wandavision i think it probably i think it's like probably only like one episode i didn't like same thing with um same thing with uh falcon and with the soldier probably like one episode i didn't like uh she hulk probably the same i'm probably like there's there is like one there's like one episode i didn't like and then there's like one and a half episodes i didn't like you know, like, like it was like, I liked most of this episode, but then, and he kind of lost me. You know, <laughs> there's like two, there's like two episodes like that. Uh, one episode I just didn't like at all. And then there's one where I was just like, eh, he kind of lost me. Uh, but yeah, I think it was like, probably like episode, uh, what was the episode with Man Bull? Was that like episode six, episode seven? I think like that one when like uh when Jen's get Jen is stuck at the retreat uh with that that I didn't care for that episode. I didn't care for that episode at all. That that was a dud of an episode. 
and uh, the last part of the finale. I did not enjoy. I'm just gonna cats out of the bag, rabbits out of the hat. I did not enjoy the final half of the She-Hulk finale. Like I said, for the most part, I enjoyed this show. Uh, for the most part, I enjoyed the finale until that ending, uh, because I love how they, uh, I love how they made fun of the, uh, the, uh, original Incredible Hulk TV show, the Bill Bixby show. I love that. That was fucking hilarious. Uh, I love how they made fun of, uh, they had to, they, cause they got this group in there called Intelligentsia, uh, that's like, um, that's like making fun of She-Hulk or like trying to make She-Hulk's life a living hell and shit, uh, I like I like that I like uh, Pug I like Pug infiltrating intelligentsia I thought that was hilarious uh, and then I enjoyed the uh, I enjoyed the fourth wall breaking I enjoyed I enjoyed that I enjoyed when uh, She Hulk popped out of the screen and went into uh, went into Marvel Studio <laughs> and was like Hey y'all gonna y'all gonna change this shit because like the shit was going off the rails. And I was like, oh no. Oh, like, right? I was getting a little disappointed. I was getting a little disappointed because it goes off the rails and like it's that guy Todd Phillips. He's the He's the main villain. I was like, what the fuck? And then he takes the fucking the, the fucking Hulk blood and turns himself into a Hulk. And then Abomination is there. And then Titania shows up, which I I ain't got no problem with that. Titania can show up anytime. God damn. Jamila Jamil, call me. Call, call a brother. Come on. But uh anyway, um Yeah. And then a Hulk shows up at the end. I was kinda excited to see the Hulk. Oh shit, the Hulk! But uh you know, <laughs> like Bruce Banner's here. But uh anyway, but, <laughs> but then like, like Jen's looking like, wait, what the fuck is going on here? This all this shit don't make no goddamn sense. And then she was like, all right, stop. And then like she went out of the fucking uh, Disney Plus app and fucking went into Marvel Studios and was complaining. And she was like, hey man, what the what the she was like what the fuck are y'all doing? She was like, this don't make no goddamn sense. That guy's the main villain and shit like that. <laughs> I was like, that was funny. And then the Kevin Feige, like, they had, like, Kevin Feige is artificial intelligence. He's a fucking robot with a hat. <laughs> you know? I enjoyed that. That was funny. That was fucking funny. They did not stick the landing, though. Because they go back. Because they go back. And, like, Todd Phelps is arrested. Uh, Abomination has to go back to jail because he turned back into the Abomination. And then uh, Daredevil shows up I, the daredevil part was funny i thought that was funny where like he just shows up and he's like and she's like um uh yeah it's over and he's like oh man it's over he was just because like, like, he was like man i ain't get to beat up nobody you know that was funny i like that uh but other than that like that ending did not stick the landing at all i wish they would have just rewrote it I wish they would have just like uh she was like, yeah, rewrite this, rewrite this. Um and then they do something else. I don't know what they could have done, but just do something else. I'm sounding like T Pain. Like, do something else! Do something else! You know? <laughs> I'm sounding like T Pain right now. But um, yeah, I wish they would have done 
anything other than what the fuck they did there. That 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 ending was that ending was sad. Like I hate to I hate to give the incels um fire and ammunition. You know, see, this is why we didn't like that. I enjoyed the show. That doesn't change nothing. I enjoyed the fucking show. You know, I enjoyed everything about the show. I enjoyed the wedding episode. Uh, I enjoyed She-Hulk twerking with Megan Thee Stallion. You know, like, ooh. If you don't like, if you don't like Megan Thee Stallion, you know, bouncing that big old booty around, what the fuck is wrong with you? That's something, that's something deep, that's a deep-seated problem. Wrong with you? If you can't enjoy Megan the Stallion twerking that ass, what's wrong with you, boy? Um, but um, but yeah, <laughs> but yeah, um, I just didn't, I just didn't enjoy, I just didn't enjoy that finale. And like, I enjoyed the, I enjoyed the fuck out of this show. That finale was not shit. That finale was not it. The the the, the last. Like five minutes of that finale was not it. Alright, so as a whole, I love the show. I love the show. Thought it was I thought it, I thought it was I thought it was really good. I thought it captured what She-Hulk was about. Tatiana Mislani did a great job of playing Jennifer Walters and voicing She-Hulk. She did a great job of that. Uh I love the dynamic, I love the dichotomy. Of Jen Walters being just so fucking basic, and She-Hulk being this grandiose character, I love that because like, uh, because I kind of wanted uh somebody else hotter to play She-Hulk, you know. But Tatiana Mislani works. She fucking works because of what She-Hulk is. She is the exact opposite of what She-Hulk is, because like. For, for years, I wanted, like, fucking, like, Dasha Polanco, you know, to play She-Hulk, but, uh, she's too fucking hot, you know, <laughs> like, Dasha Polanco is too goddamn hot, uh, because, like, I was, because I was just thinking about She-Hulk, is what I was thinking about, because I was like, she's got, I was like, she's big, she's voluptuous, you know, or like a Christina Hendricks, you know, something like that, I wanted her to play her, like, she's big, She's voluptuous. She could play. She could play She-Hulk. And like she could play She-Hulk, but she can't play Jen Walters the way that the way that Tatiana Mislani played Jen Walters. She's a fantastic Jen Walters. And shame on me for doubting Marvel. You know, shame on me for doubting them when it comes to casting because she's a great Jennifer Walters. Can't wait to see more of her. I don't know if we go see her on the big screen, comport, according uh, 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 to Kevin. But like, I would love to see her on the big screen. I'd love to see her join the Avengers or something like that. I would love to see her do that. And then maybe we could get like a little bit more serious She-Hulk, you know? Because She-Hulk can be serious when she's around other superheroes, as we saw in Daredevil. She's a little bit serious when she was uh, teaming up with Daredevil. But overall, I enjoyed the show. I thought the show was fun. Nally, not really all of that, but every show has flaws. You know, I'll be back with the Idle Hands review right after this message.
doing in California anyway? I was working. Working where? Beverly Hills. That's <laughs> <laughs> up. Hey, Mikey. Well, you don't mind if I ask around a little bit, do you? Don't do a damn thing. Stay out of this. You know, this is the cleanest and nicest police car I've ever been in in my life. This thing's nice in my apartment. And I just got off the phone with an Inspector Todd in Detroit. He says if you're out here investigating the Tandino murder... How you doing? You needn't bother coming back. I haven't the slightest idea who you're dealing with. Look, all three of us are cops. We should be working together. Help me. Police! You're all under arrest! You do that again, I'll shoot you myself. Now, please, something to drink, a wine, a cocktail, a, a espresso. No, I'm fine, thank you. Don't make it to myself, right back there with a the little lemon twist. It's good, try it. <laughs>
eventually pulled out and he used the story that he was going to use for Beverly Hills Cop and he put it in another movie called Cobra which uh, came out in uh, 1986 Uh, so that's what he did Uh, and finally uh, that's when they rewrote the script into an action comedy uh, and the character was going to be called Axel Foley Uh, Richard Pryor Harrison Ford and Eddie Murphy were the uh, final actors in the running for the role of Axel Foley with Eddie Murphy now eventually getting the role and the rest is history. (laughs) (laughs) But let's talk about how I saw this movie as a kid. Uh, I actually saw Beverly Hills Cop 2 first. Uh, which is weird, I know. I know that's weird, but uh, I was born in uh, I was born in 1985. Uh, the original Beverly Hills Cop didn't come out till 1984, so obviously I wouldn't have been able to see it when it came out because I wasn't born yet. Uh, even even in '85, it was like I was born late late into 1985, so I wouldn't have been able to see it then either because like. I think the movie came out in December of 84. So, like, by the time the movie came out, like, it was a year, like, after I was born or some shit like that. I don't know how this works, but uh, I was born I was born late into uh, 1985. So, even then, I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have, recoll- I wouldn't have a recollection of the first Beverly Hills Cop. Even Beverly Hills Cop 2, I saw, like, what? two years three years later after it came out because my my parents were watching it on like hbo or something like that or something like that i think my parents were watching it on hbo and that's how i saw it by that time i saw it i was like like four or five years old so like and i could kind of you know i could kind of remember shit you know (laughs) at four or five years old so that's kind of how i saw uh the first two uh beverly hills cop movies i saw them backwards so (laughs) and i like beverly hills cop 2 more than beverly hills cop 1 that's probably why because i saw beverly hills cop 2 first so that's probably why i like it so i saw like i said i saw the two movies backwards uh i believe i saw this one like on a random sunday or something i don't quite remember uh how I saw this movie but it's still like it's still like one of my uh favorite movies you know like I love this movie as a kid I love the I love the Beverly Hills Cop movies you know in general I like I like those movies uh so like I love I like this movie as a kid I like Beverly Hills Cop 2 Beverly Hills Cop 3 uh the verdict is still out on that you will know once I review that movie uh how I feel about Beverly Hills Cop 3 but we're not talking about that talking about Beverly Hills Cop 1 so let's see how I feel about this movie as an adult uh last last year last year uh I reviewed uh Trading Places and I called that Eddie Murphy's breakout role I was like I was like this is the movie that broke him out uh if Trading Places is Eddie Murphy's breakout role, then uh, Beverly Hills Cop is what makes Eddie Murphy a star. 
like from the first time he's on screen he has star written all over him like this is the movie that broke him away from uh snl this is the movie that broke him away from saturday night live uh he went from saturday night live cast member eddie murphy to eddie murphy with this movie uh this is the movie that this is the movie that solidifies eddie murphy as a superstar uh but any but anyway uh Eddie Murphy plays Axel Foley, a wisecracking uh, Detroit police officer who is searching for the murderer of his best friend. Uh, think about Axel Foley. Axel Foley is just pretty much Bugs Bunny if he was a cop. You know, <laughs> that's all Axel Foley is. Axel Foley is pretty much just that. Like, if you had Bugs Bunny and you gave him a badge, he would be Axel Foley. Like, he pulls a lot of of looney tunes antics like like a lot of like i look at this i look at a lot of that shit i look at a lot of the stuff that he does in uh in this movie i was like this is something that would be in a looney tunes cartoon you know (laughs) like seriously uh we get a bit of axel's origins in detroit you know axel is a cop that still keeps one foot in the streets He's he's got one foot in the streets one foot in the law you know, like he still hangs out with like thugs, like his uh, best friend Mikey, who just got out of prison. Uh, like that's his, that's his that's his buddy. Uh, he and Mikey have they have a kind of a weird relationship when you when you see them. Like there's a there, there's actually a scene between them. There's a little bit of a scene between them in the bar between the two of them. Like it's like a little suspect, you know, because like. Uh, I think like Mikey was talking about like how he took a charge when they were like teenagers. I think they were teenagers, and Mikey was talking about how he took a charge for Axel and he went he, he went and served some time. And Axel was like, "Why'd you do that for me, man? Why'd you why'd you why'd you serve that time?" And, and Mikey was just like, "Cause I love you, man." And like they kind of like stare lovingly in each other's eyes. I was like, "Yo." what y'all doing but uh anyway uh, <laughs> but anyway uh mike gets killed uh by mike from bake breaking bad yeah the guy that plays uh mike from breaking bad is one of the villains in this movie and he just show he just straight up just shoots mikey like no just and it's great it's kind of graphic too because he shoots mikey in the fucking back of the neck i think like because like he takes his he takes Mikey's neck. He think, I think he pulls like Mikey's head back. And he just pop, just shoots him right there. And you see the fucking bullet like come through his neck. Just, you know, like all that shit. And Axel is there. Axel, Axel gets knocked out. Uh, when you know what I like about that scene? You know what I like about that scene though? Uh, I like that they don't make it this like long dramatic scene where Axel holds Mikey in his arms and starts crying and shit like that like there's too many of those scenes there's too many of those scenes like i don't i don't like when movies do that i like that this movie doesn't do that because there's too many movies where like somebody gets killed and it's like oh my god oh and the guy's like no bro and he's holding the dude he's like come on man come on man wake up you're gonna be all right like they're dead bro they're dead they're dead like i like that this movie doesn't waste time with that bullshit 
know, I like that. Uh, Gil Hill is awesome as Inspector Todd, who is uh, Axel's uh, boss. He's Axel's uh, captain. Uh, no matter what you think of him as a person, because if you don't know the history of Gil Hill, the real person, uh, he was a pretty corrupt cop in Detroit. Like, he was involved in the uh, White Boy Rick case. Go, um, There's a documentary on Netflix about White Boy Rick. I believe I reviewed that documentary. I forgot what episode I reviewed that on, but there's an episode of I Watched This As An Adult where I, re- where I reviewed the White Boy Rick documentary. And Gil Hill is very involved in that in that in that case he's very involved in that like he pretty much set that boy up he pretty much set white boy rick up you know he's involved in the corruption that set white boy rick up so like he's not he wasn't he wasn't a good dude gill hill so really corrupt motherfucker but he's great in this role he's great in this role and i think he might have started the angry black police captain in movies because I don't think I saw an angry black police captain in movies before Gil Hill, before Inspector Todd. You know, so he might have he might have started that. He might have been the first. And then we shoot to Axel in Beverly Hills. Like he just in Beverly Hills with no explanation. You know, like, just no explanation. Like, he just shows up in Beverly Hills. You know, like, we don't show him, like, get on a plane. I think he drove there. I'm like, how do you drive from Detroit to Los Angeles? Really? Because Beverly Hills is in Los Angeles. So, um, it's a long, I'm like, it's a long drive. It's a long drive from here where I am in Texas. I live in Texas. And it's a long drive from there to California. It takes a couple of days to get from Texas to California. (laughs) Like, imagine how long it took for him to get from goddamn Michigan to California. (laughs) You know, (laughs) that had to take at least a week. You know, and I I hope he had a lot of gas money. I'm like, they never really explained that shit. It was like, it would be better for him to take a plane you know, like, it would have been better for him to take a plane. He doesn't even take a plane. He just drives from Michigan to California. I like, I never really understood that shit. But they, they, they don't, exp- and they don't explain the shit. They really just, like, he's in Beverly Hills. Here you go. Uh, the movie has a lot of uh, small characters that are funny. Like, this, like I gotta get this. I gotta get this movie. That this movie has a lot of small characters, like characters that are not here for very long, but they're funny. Uh, like Bronson Pinchot. Bronson Pinchot plays Serge, who's like an art gallery uh, employee, and like he's not in the movie long, but he's hilarious. He's fucking funny. He makes the he makes the most of what he's given. Uh, another thing here, uh, they let uh, Axel kiss a white woman, you know, in the 80s. Like, he goes to, because uh, the, the art gallery is uh, not ran, but, like, I, I, I would probably say ran, because, like, she's kind of over it. It's ran by uh, one of Axel's uh, old friends, Jenny. 
uh and they kind of have they kind of have a close relationship like i was saying like like they showed them hug and kiss you know like i was like oh shit i i didn't even notice that shit i was like oh wow i'm like axel kissed a white woman in the 80s you know like that was something that just didn't happen in that era you know a black man uh showing affection <laughs> to a white woman in the 80s uh but that was that was kind of the thing about eddie murphy though that was kind of the thing about eddie murphy like he was black but he was kind of like you know safe black you know because he was on saturday night live and all this stuff he did a lot of movies with white people so he was kind of safe black it was him and bill cosby which i know is funny in hindsight now but like it's it's it, it was what it was back then uh axel also experiences uh police brutality as a police officer which is something that uh happens uh to black cops when they're not on duty like there was a black cop uh story that i I saw where like this cop was harassed i think this happened in new york where like this cop was harassed by the police and he was like yo man i'm a police officer too you know why you why you fucking with me right and so like he i think he had to flash his badge and they they was like oh oh shit okay um all right um we fucked up so um yeah like but that happens it happens so uh it happens to axel but and he gets like dragged off to the police precinct and all this stuff but it's how he meets uh taggart and rosewood which are played by uh, john ashton and uh judge reinhold uh something it's this is something that uh people don't talk about much uh taggart was kind of racist <laughs> towards axel at first like he was he was kind of a dick a racist asshole to axel at first and he even hits him like he he fucking hits axel like police brutality bro i was like taggart was a motherfucker you know <laughs> like you can only imagine how he was with black guys that aren't cops you know i'm just thinking about that shit taggart taggart was kind of kind of a fucking racist a little bit a little bit they had to they had had to soften him up a little bit but i'm gonna get to that later um because like it's funny how they become like the best like it's funny how they become like the best of friends later you know (laughs) because like before Taggart knew he was a, before Taggart knew he was a police officer he was kind of fucking racist to Axel you know and then he thought that he was a cop and then like oh you know, you know he still didn't he still didn't like Axel but as they got to know each other later on they start becoming friends uh they start uh to get to know each other uh but uh like I said like that, that that's pretty much fucking white people for you but uh you know it was like hey once i get to know you you're not so bad you know but you know what that's how the world should be you know once i get to know you you're not so bad you know let's can we all just get along let's all just get along let's all just be one happy family but anyway uh ronnie cox is also here as a captain bogomil like he's a very like by the book captain like always follows the rules and that's like a that's like the the running gag with him they're like he's very by the book he doesn't like he, he he doesn't break rules 
and stuff like that. You know, like, kind of boring. I mean, like, Captain Bogeyman was kind of boring. Um, I think he's meant to be that. Uh, Julie, man, Julie. Julie was just throwing that coochie at Axel, man. You know? <laughs> Julie was... Julie was throwing it like a fastball at Axel. But, like, this is still the 80s. They they, they won't let that go too far. Because it just makes me think. Because I think in the original script... In the original... Not the original script, but the one that uh, Stallone wrote. Nick Stallone put Julie in his script. Julie was in his script. Julie was supposed to be his uh, love interest. Like, he was supposed to be... He was Julie was supposed to be his love interest. Supposed to be his girlfriend. So when Stallone left, they kept Julie and they just made him, they just made her, sorry, they just made her Axel's friend because now we got a black guy as the lead and can't, it's the 80s, can't have no black man kissing on no white woman, you know, I don't think there ever was, I don't think there was a movie in the 80s, I'm trying to think, I'm really trying to think right now, I don't think there was a movie in the 80s where a black man got to kiss a white woman and i'm not trying to be that guy i'm not trying to be the guy who's like oh black men need to get white women no i'm i'm not that dude but i'm just saying uh there 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 was those movies you know like those type of movies uh in the 80s i don't think that was ever a movie where a black man kissed a white woman (laughs) you know (laughs) i don't think that ever happened in the 80s uh, I'm trying to think of one out here. Thinking, I can't think of not a one. I don't think that happened until like fucking Jungle Fever, you know, and like that. That came out in like 1991, and that was taboo, you know. Uh, that that was a taboo thing. It was like a black man. I'm like they had sex. They showed them having sex. So like, not not only did that black man kiss that white woman, he got to have sex with her. So. <laughs> It, I ain't gonna lie, that was a hot sex scene, but I'm saying that for my Jungle Fever review whenever I get to that down the line, but, uh, cause that is a movie that I have to get to at some point, but, um, but yeah, man, like, th- that was a thing that just didn't happen, so, like, they just made Julie his friend, but that actress, that actress had strong, strong attraction to Eddie Murphy, <laughs> cause, like, she couldn't stop staring at him. It was like she was like oh she was always up on him she was always staring at him there's a part where like they're in a hotel room and like she just laying on the bed just giving like eddie murphy them bedroom eyes man just she wanted eddie i don't know if they i don't know if they fucked in real life i don't know if they did to do in real life but in the movie i don't like strong chemistry she she wanted him but anyway uh damon waynes makes a cameo and uh once again i say it's a it's a short cameo but he makes the most of it he makes the most of what he's given you know like and damon waynes goes on to be a big star so you know so that says something uh then we get the uh famous banana in the tailpipe scene like i mean who fucking thinks of that shit you know who thinks of bananas in tailpipes who think like, like that was some very looney tune shit you know very very looney tune shit uh uh rosewood because like he does it to rosewood and taggart like rosewood and taggart they get kind of goofy as the movie goes along because like they start off as like these stoic cops you know like but 
as the movie goes along, like, they start getting real goofy, you know? Because, like, they constantly get outsmarted by Axel. You know, it makes it kind of makes them look dumb. <laughs> kind of makes them look dumb. But, like, I also think they do that to soften their characters up. You know, for when they eventually team up with Axel. You know, because, like, they can't be these stoic, low-key races, cops, you know, you know, <laughs> you know, like, Taggart is kind of the cop that'll beat the black guy, and then, uh, Rosewood is kind of like the guy, like, all right, all right, Sarge, all right, he's had enough, he's had enough, back up, calm down, calm down, he's had enough, all right, you know, like, that's Rosewood, you know, <laughs> but Taggart is the dude that's gonna beat the black guy half to death. But, like, they had to soften those characters up so it wouldn't be so weird that these two really low-key fucking racist cops are teaming up with Axel Foley, who's a black man. You know, so they had to do that. Uh, this movie is considered a buddy cop film, but it doesn't really become a buddy cop film until, like, halfway through the movie. You know? Because, like, that's when they start... That's when, like, uh... Uh, Axel and uh, Rosewood and uh, Taggart like start to uh, build a rapport with each other and they start to trust each other because like uh, Foley takes the Axel Foley takes uh, Rosewood and Taggart to the strip club. <laughs> you know, <laughs> that's a funny scene. That's a little funny scene because uh, he talks he talks to Rosewood because Rosewood is like all any like he just looking at them titties. You know, <laughs> like, <laughs> like Rosewood, like titty over there, titty over here, titty, titty, titty. You know, <laughs> and uh, Axel Foley is just like, it's all right, man. It's all right if your dick gets hard, okay? You <laughs> like, it's okay if your dick get hard. It's fine, all right. So, <laughs> like Rosewood is just in heaven, you know. <laughs> Taggart is trying to be like the stoic guy. He's like, I'm not looking at them titties, you know. <laughs> But, but yeah, man, that's when they start to build a rapport with each other and start to like trust each other. Uh, another thing I wanted to point out is that we don't see the villains uh, very much in this movie. We don't see them. We don't see them a lot in this movie. Like we see them at the beginning of the movie, and then we go at least an hour until we see them again. Like, cause like most of the most of the movie is just Eddie Murphy doing his act, like doing his Bugs Bunny Looney Tune shenanigans. You know, <laughs> that's most of that's most of the movie. Like this movie rarely has any fight scenes. You know, we don't really get a lot of we don't really get a lot of action until the end. You know, like it's like I said, it's just mostly Eddie Murphy doing his Bugs Bunny act. But like the the, the villains. The villains are just very run-of-the-mill 80s villains. Like, they're, like, 80s, like, drug traders. Uh, like, they're drug smugglers. Like, they're really nothing special, really. Like, like most of this movie, like, most of this movie is, like, a mystery comedy. You know, like, because, like, it's just, like, Axel trying to solve the case, you know, but by doing, like, his little, his little, um... Uh, routine, you know, pretty much like he sneaks his way 
talks his way into places. He's like, hey, you know about this? Blah, 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 and all this stuff. And then, like, you know, and then he gets some info. And then he tries to take it to Rosewood and tag it. And they're like, oh, what, what? And he tries to take it to Bogomil. And they're like, well, we don't have enough evidence. If you get enough evidence, maybe we could take these people down and blah, 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 blah. And, um, but yeah, it, like, it doesn't turn into an action comedy, like I said, towards the end. Like, there's barely any fight scenes in this movie. There's barely any fight scenes. There's barely any action in this movie. Like, but I like how this movie is paced. Like, I like the pace of the movie. It's real. It's like, it's not, it's not boring. But it like they 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 build to shit. Like it just starts building. It's a movie that's built that has building blocks. You know, until they, they finally get to the end. You know, all the jokes are still funny after like almost like 40 years later. I I was cracking up. <laughs> I was cracking up at all the jokes. All the jokes are really still fucking funny, like after all these years. Uh like which is something that is rare when it comes to comedy that old, you know, but they pull it off like when you can pull off when you can look at a movie that's supposed to be a comedy and it's still funny like 30 something years later you did your job man like that's a classic movie that's a classic comedy uh like i said like it's still a great movie man it's still an awesome fucking movie eddie murphy is on top of his game in this movie Everybody else is doing their job. Everybody else on top of their game in this movie. Like, the the weak part to me is Julie. You know, because, like, she really doesn't serve a purpose. Like I said, it looked like they wanted to make Julie the love interest to Axel. But this is when Axel was still white. You know? <laughs> and then it was like, they made Axel black. And they were like, oh, shit, we can't be having that. We can't have no blonde-haired, blue-eyed white woman kissing on no, kissing on no black man. You know, something like that ain't that ain't happening. So she kind of just gets in the way. You know, she just kind of gets in the way. She's useless, really. Um, But yeah, man, like I said, other than that, still a great movie. Like, if you've never seen it, if you're a young person and you've never seen Beverly Hills Cop, and you know Eddie Murphy from, like, today, where he's doing, like, Shrek and... <laughs> What's that other movie he did where he was, like, in a spaceship or some shit with, like, Pluto Nash... You know, from like bad movies and shit like that. Go back, watch Beverly Hills Cop, and look at the greatness that is Eddie Murphy. I highly recommend you do it. Learn your history. Uh, I give this movie a five out of five. Perfect fucking movie, man. I love it. I still love this movie. Uh, join me next week, which will be the start of Halloween month. No, I, I like to do those. I like to do those Halloween movies. This the theme. We have a, I have a theme for this month. This month is going to be horror comedies. Okay, it's going to be horror movies that are funny. Or, uh, yeah, horror movies that are funny. Uh, so this week, I'm going to be reviewing 1992's Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Until next time, peace.